This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship video by St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on Maundy Thursday, April 14, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. Gospel. Written in the Gospel according to St. John, chapter 13. Now, before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and to go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had become from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus answered, You do not know now that what I am doing, but later you will understand. And Peter said to him, You will never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no share with me. And Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but my hands and my head. And Jesus said to him, one who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. And for this reason he said, not all of you are clean. After he'd washed their feet, had put on his robe and had returned to the table, he said to them, Do you know what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very, very truly, I tell you, Servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. When Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man has been glorified, and God has been glorified in him. If God has been glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little longer. You will look for me. And as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. And by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise 
while Christ washing the feet of his disciples shows the purpose of his coming, to cleanse us by his ultimate act of love, giving himself, himself unto death for the life of the world. Please be seated. Lord Jesus, on the night you were betrayed, you loved your own, and you continue to love us, and you gave us a new command, that the same self-giving love that you showed us will continue to live among us. By your Spirit, make it so, Lord. Amen. In the washing of his disciples' feet by Jesus on the night he was betrayed, it is presented here in the Gospel of John with greater detail than the words that Jesus shared over the Last Supper that night. And although John includes fush washing, but not the details of the Last Supper with Jesus instituting Holy Communion, John's Gospel is not anti-sacramental. His Gospel is unique in many ways and differs in this matter and others from Mark, Matthew, Mark, Luke, known as the Synoptic Gospels. John's portrayal adds to our understanding of how early Christians understood the person and message of Jesus to be. And in the themes of John's Gospel, Jesus is revealed to be the living word sent from God, the true bread sent from heaven by which we live. So what are we to gain from John's perspective on Monday, Thursday? Is it that we should include foot washing in our church services? At the Last Supper, Jesus washed the disciples' feet. However, the disciples did not wash each other's feet, nor did anyone wash Jesus' feet. Could it be that for John, the living word of God, Jesus, is best remembered in obeying his command to love one another as he has loved us? The lesson that night included how disciples are to serve others with humility and not to seek power to rule over others but with the authority he was giving them that night. He commands all disciples in every age to love one another, serving humbly. For John, that humble service and genuine love are sourced in Christ's service to us on the cross. When Jesus stepped in to wash their feet, all the disciples were stunned into silence. And Peter, in particular, was against the Lord washing his feet, to which Jesus responded, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. And this allowed Peter to be accepting of Jesus' humility and love and such humble service. Jesus gave us an example in this personal care. No amount of my blood, my sacrifice or service can ever win me or earn me or anyone else salvation. And so we call it, though we call it the way of the cross, we're not expected to go and be crucified and give up our blood, either for ourselves or for anybody else. That's been done. That's been completed. But Jesus gives us a new commandment this night to love one another, a new commandment that is part of the new covenant of his own blood. Love one another. This is not law-orientated. This is the reality of the new kingdom that is among us, 
that God has done all things necessary and we can live by the bread of life and love one another. Now back to foot washing. Foot washing is more than symbolic. It develops trust, doesn't it, between server and those being served. Have you ever had someone wash your feet? Though servants no longer wash visitors' feet in our society, parents of young children, personal carers and aged and disability care do so, and so much more. Through this example of humble service that Jesus chose, though it, this humble service that Jesus chose to uh, show his disciples is less relatable today, the opportunity to care for others personally and to put their needs before our own is ever-present in our world. Yes, within our homes, in the workplace, in shopping queues, in dealing with children or aged members of society, in caring for animals and the environment, and in the church, there are endless opportunities to serve humbly. You can be washing someone's feet as you play the organ. Well, we're all washed, and, and we all benefit from wonderful musicians. We symbolically wash the feet of those we serve when we engage in random acts of kindness. Acts that are not commanded, but that come from within us, stirred up by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of love that dwells in us. To supply a meal to help ease another person's workload or to help a household needing support, that's foot washing. To leave flowers on a friend's doorstep, to call someone up just to check on how they're doing, to share words of love and appreciation and sympathy, to make amends for something you've done that, you may, have been, that may have been hurtful to another person. These things are foot washing, showing the love of God one to another, to stand up for those who are unable to do so for themselves, to support someone whether you agree with their choices or not, be a genuine listener, showing love and acceptance. Bring a person to know the love of God. Bring them to church where hopefully they will witness genuine love within the congregation as we serve one another willingly, humbly, giving God the glory. Now the main purpose of foot washing is caring for others. And Jesus, I know, would also say it binds us together for he is in the midst of such love and care and we are identified as belonging to him when we show love one to another the world will know yes when our actions are genuine our service to others will display true humility and empathy but most importantly identify us as belonging to Jesus that Jesus is in our midst empowering us to love not out of duty but out of love serving in love is only half the picture of the grace-filled community that jesus desires for us to be it's not just the giving but also the receiving of such care now receiving care can be much more challenging than caring for others 
Because again, it may require us to humble ourselves, to admit that we need help. But how can others give if we refuse to be served? Jesus says, love one another. Just didn't say, the strong should love the weak. No, the weak can serve the strong as well. Giving and receiving love are both included if we are to love one another. God's love must flow in our midst. And if we refuse to be served, as Peter initially did that night, we will fail to be all that God desires us to be. And being served by your brothers and sisters in Christ, you will know Christ's love, that, it, that his love serves you still. I like what Mother Teresa said concerning God's love. Here's a quote. When you look at the crucifix, you understand how much Jesus loved you then. When you look at the sacred host, the bread of the altar, you understand how much God loves you now. He's present with us now. God's love, which fills all time and space, is beyond human understanding. But when you receive Holy Communion, and when you love one another as Christ has loved you, you continue to be served by and participate in the very love of God, the love that sent his Son into the world for the lost. He desires to live in each of us and among us, for us to live in him, and to remain in his love. This is the will of Christ, who gave us a new commandment, to love one another as he has loved us. Let us pray. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for continuing to love and serve us by your sacrificial love. Help us to know your love more deeply so that, as you empower us to live out your command to love one another, as you have loved us, the reality of our belonging to you will shine brightly in this world and in the world to come. Amen. <laughs>